Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Are the J. Woodcroft Oilers for real? Uh, no, I don't think they're for real. 53% of respondents saying, no, they're not for real. And that included me. I said, no, they're not. Firing Dave Tippett is all it took. Wave a wand. Bob's your uncle, and the orders are now Stanley Cup contenders. I say, no, this is the traditional new coach bump, the new coach spike. We see it with everybody. Hey, how's the Vancouver Canucks doing lately under Gabby? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming to you live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino in lovely Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It is Calgary's entertainment destination. And hey, Darren Moose Dupont, dare I say, uh, North America's entertainment destination for at least the very next two hours here as we bring you sports talk across YouTube Live. I've been informed we're not on Game Plus television today, so for those of you that are looking forward and tweeting at me, please don't adjust your sets. Just come join us on YouTube Live. Come on down to YouTube because we got the smoke, Moose. This, this place is humming, man, and I'm walking in this morning. I don't know if you saw it. But I noticed some of these different things. And when I'm walking down the hallway from the, the hotel, yeah. the resort area, over to the event center, new poster up. Then Foxworthy's coming, Air Supply Tracy Morgan. Corner. Tracy Morgan, you noticed, in September. I'm a big Tracy Morgan fan. Incredibly so yes. excited for that. September 28th. Oh, you got the date. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed. So uh, I'm big on dates. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm uh, continuing to be happy and bubbly. I'm telling you that it's a carryover from Tuesday night's Flames game and the good vibes there. And we're rolling all the way into this Thursday. It's episode number 699. And now might be the best time to tell you before we go any further that Friday's episode is the 700th episode of the RP Show here at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. We'll have a live studio audience. Doors open 930. I saw somewhere that it said 9. Might as well make it 9.30. I think 9.30. Yeah, 9.30 here at the Event Center. Don't be fooled if you're coming on down. We're going to have live guests, uh, Stampeders alumni, Rough Riders alumni. It's just going to be fantastic. And who all else? I don't know. It's just going to be a big time. Coming up today on the program, 
Kelly Rudy will be joining us live here in Hour 2 right at the Event Center. And who was Hour 1 again? I never wrote it down after our morning meeting. A.J. Galante from uh, the Danbury Trashers. The owner. Yes. Okay. Uh, and apparently they've got news. Yes. From Netflix fame, A.J. Galante. Thank you. Uh, the owner of that former uh, minor pro hockey uh, club in New Jersey. So, yeah, that's a, that's very interesting. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> Director Jordan. Okay, we got a lot of things to get to today. So let's go. Marie-Philippe Poulain is calling it redemption. The Canadian captain led her side to a 3-2 victory over the United States in women's hockey at the Beijing Games. The 30-year-old from Beauceville, Quebec, has scored in four consecutive Olympic hockey finals. Canada reclaimed gold after losing 3-2 in a shootout to the Americans four years ago in Pyeongchang, South Korea. I don't know how much we're going to sit and di dissect this game. Canada won gold. Are we good enough to move on? I expected that we would. It's Canada. Uh, Canada went up 3 nothing, and I was out. I'm like, we got this. And then I find out it was a far closer game than that. It ended up 3-2, as I just read. And I've got other Olympic sports to get to. Do you have a take on that? Because what I'm hearing from everybody is that the referees tried to even the game up and did, but Canada held on to win. That, that happened, yeah, sure. Made it 3-2. The only thing I'll say is, is Canada played great. And for Marie-Philippe Poulin, I'm hearing this word, Sean McVay had it, others, competitive greatness. Right. Okay. And competitive greatness is playing at your best when your best is needed. I like and that. That's Marie Philippe Poulin. She Who was he referring to? Aaron Donald? I maybe you know, or just saying we need to have competitive greatness. You know, it's about bringing your best when your best is needed. And she does that. Four straight finals and leading Canada to gold. That's amazing. Well, now my mind's racing. I love that term. Good. That's, I love it when people rise to the occasion. I don't think Sean McVay has the trademark on this, but. Rising to the equation when the pressure is at its highest and facing adversity. Yeah, I like it. Good. Uh, the men's hockey team did not, which. Okay, let me read a couple more Olympic things and we'll come back to that. Canada in men's curling is leaving Beijing without a gold medal. Brad Gushu will have to settle for playing for bronze after his men's rink lost to Sweden 5-3 in the semis. The Canadians will meet the Americans in the Olympic consolation game on Friday. Meanwhile, Jennifer Jones is out of the running for a medal at all. After crashing out of the women's curling tournament, despite winning her final round-robin match 10-5 over Denmark, JJ's Canadian rink finished tied with Britain and Japan with a 5-4 record, but missed the medal round due to poor draw shot challenge numbers. So I'm seeing the L pouring on social media, and people are saying, tragic for Jennifer Jones and this and that. Well, she was five and four and tied with two other teams. You should have been six and three. So I guess I, that's the thing where I will really stick to the culture of hockey and football because that's what I know best. I don't get baseball culture. I don't really get curling culture. If you miss by a whisker and you tied with two other teams, don't say, oh, fate didn't allow me. You could have won another game to go to six and three and make the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's my take on that. The other thing, I ran four miles today, Darren. I know that for uh, people that are fit, that's not a lot. For people that aren't, that is a lot. And I'm running on the treadmill today, and I'm trying to watch the Gushu game. Yeah. And the power of Twitter, by the way, because I was looking at Twitter, and I saw our friend Devin Haru saying, Gushu's got hammer coming home in the 10th end, down one to Sweden. I'm like, <gasps> I got to get over to that channel. Right. And I find it. And uh, it was a mind screw. Because Sweden had red rocks and Canada had yellow rocks. Ooh. Can we not color coordinate here? 
Do you get what I'm saying? I do. Can we not have red rocks for Canada and yellow rocks for Sweden? It would be so much more simple for, like, I'm not a dumb guy, but it took me 10 minutes to figure it out. I know. And then they lost. So anyways, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships across the prairies is, how do you feel about Canada's performance so far at the Beijing Olympics? Your options are great, or, sorry, satisfied, not satisfied, or meh. So if we can put the camera back on the moose, I like, you go ahead, you go first, with how you would vote in the poll. Me. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you were at coming up with the questions. And I'm like, I think you need to shrug shoulders. Like a meh, because that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's the Winter Olympics. And we're so, I'm still in 2010 mode. Own the podium, right? Where we destroyed everybody. Right. I'm still in that mode. And whenever we go to the Olympics, the Winter Games, I expect us to be at or near the top of the medal standing. And we're not. So that for me, I'm like, yeah, but we've had a lot of great individual accomplishments. You know, Charles Hamlet winning his last thing. And, yeah. you know, um, we've had some snowboard medals with Max Perot and Mark McMorris and the women gold. That's all great. But for curling not to get in a medal is a massive disappointment. Men's hockey, disappointment. So there has been a little bit of that. So I'm kind of like shrug shoulder. I will say satisfied. And here's why. You're not big on opinions. Right? You don't really like to give an opinion. Right. You're kind of middle of the road. We've discussed that. Yes. I don't mind giving opinions. Right. Hence the name of the show. And if I offend people, I don't really care. Um, so I'm satisfied. I went back and looked at beyond, uh, Pyeongchang's numbers, the metal numbers. <laughs> it's going to sound really bad, given the amount of time that I've been spending in America. As long as we beat the USA, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And in Pyeongchang, we did. Like, Norway won with 39 medals then. What is with Norway, by the way? You know that they're very technologically advanced. It's time we start giving Norway their due. Right. As a world superpower. They won the medal count then. I think they're leading it now. Uh, Canada had 29 medals in Pyeongchang, USA 23. And we're ahead of USA this year. So, Bob's your uncle. That's a win. <laughs> well, I, th I think so. Yeah. Uh, so that's my take there. So that's our Olympic opening preamble. Oh, so we're getting into it. Yeah, how about that? NHL one-timers, let's go. Point two. Mark Shifley recorded the fifth hat-trick of his career and added a helper to propel the Winnipeg Jets to a 6-3 victory over the Minnesota Wild on Wednesday. His trio of goals gave him seven goals and four helpers in five games since the NHL All-Star break. Jets captain Blake Wheeler collected four assists. Cole Perfetti, mum spaghetti. Had a goal and an assist with Kyle Connor and Stastny also scoring for the Jets, who had 12,527 fans at Canada Life Center. That's about 3,000 short of a sellout. Connor Hellebuck made 33 saves for Winnipeg, which was playing the second game of a four-game homestand. The Jets have won four of their last seven games, and I don't think you, Moose, saw much of that game. Am I right in saying that's Winnipeg, right. Minnesota? Okay, well, that's fine, because I watched quite a bit of it. And then uh, this morning I watched the replay of it. I'd be sorry, but the curling, they took a timeout in the 10th end, Sweden. I'm like, this is slow enough without taking a timeout. I switched over to another Sportsnet channel, and they were replaying the Jets' wild game. Yeah. So what? The Jets aren't the same team. They just aren't what we're used to. They are not playing with passion. So I don't know what it's going to take. That's my edict today on the Winnipeg Jets. I think they're done. Stick a fork in them.
Meanwhile, here in Calgary, and by the way, I didn't go to the Flames game last night because I was hosting another television show last night in a completely unrelated industry or field. I was doing that. Elias Lindholm scored twice and added an assist Wednesday night to extend his goal streak to six games, and the red-hot Calgary Flames spanked the Anaheim Ducks 6-2 for their eighth straight win. For the Pacific Division leading Flames, it's their longest win streak since 2017 when they rattled off 10 straight, a club record. Dylan Dubé, Andrew Mangiapane, Johnny Gaudreau into an empty net, and Matthew Kachuk also scored for Calgary. The Flames continue their role on home ice on Saturday when they welcome Seattle and Mark Giordano. Mm. And I'm going to be in Red Deer calling the Winnipeg Ice game with Munzee, so I'm not going to be there at that game, but you can't be everywhere. Uh, bane of my existence, you can't be in two places at once. Only two other games in the NHL last night in Raleigh. Sam Reinhart tied it in the final minute of regulation. Then Aaron Ekblad got free for a breakaway goal just 16 seconds into overtime to give the Florida Panthers a 3-2 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. And in Vegas, Gabriel Landeskog broke a scoreless tie. Early in the third, Darcy Kemper stopped 29 shots and the Colorado Avalanche defeated the Vegas Golden Knights 2-0. Colorado's victory spoiled the long-awaited debut of Jack Eichel, who was in action for the first time since being acquired from Buffalo and becoming the first NHL player to play after having artificial disc replacement surgery on his neck in November. So that's what went on in the NHL last night. It's 11-11 in the motherland, just so you know, Moose. Mm. Um, Be aware of your thoughts. The Opportunity Portal is opening. Okay, let's go to the NHL top five, bottom five. This is still part of point two, but here we go. Are you ready? Uh, Boys, I think they have it. Hey, I like it. Top five, bottom. The number one team in the RP show, top five, bottom five, is the Florida Panthers. They still are. They posted the win last night at Carolina. Their 71 points are the most in the NHL's toughest conference. Number two, the Colorado Avalanche, obviously. They're 74 points top the West, also the entire NHL. They had points in 19 straight games. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. You just can't ignore them. Their 723 winning percentage is second best in all of the Eastern Conference. Number four, the Calgary Flames. Eight wins in a row are eight wins in a row. And number five, Tampa Bay, the most balanced team in the National Hockey League. That's the good news. Now to the bad news. The bottom five in the National Hockey League. Number 28. The Chicago Blackhawks deal the flower now. Number 29, Seattle. They are who we thought they were. Number 30, the New Jersey Devils appearing in our bottom five. Congratulations. Two wins in their past 10. Next to worst in the Met division. Number 31, the Arizona Coyotes. How's the five-year rebuild coming? And number 32, the Montreal Canadiens. Their 23 points are worst in the NHL. They're minus 85. Oh, no. In plus minus. And they're getting worse. I'm so sorry, Montreal. I, it was a great run last year. This is something. That's the top five, bottom five. So you got it. You got it right in front of you, Moose. Uh, your take on that. Montreal's going to be here early March, and we'll get to see yeah. the Montreal Canadiens very early in March, the third, I think. Why do you want days. to? Um, so maybe we can give Montreal fans some hope for the future, at least with Ottawa, when they were so bad. We looked at Stutzla, and we looked at some of the young players, and we're like, this team's got some, a bright future. 
I don't know if the Canadians' future is that bright, right? Where is this coming from? I'd like to get a better look at them, but that's tough. Like, that is a massive fall to go from the Stanley Cup final to the worst team in the NHL. That's, that's tough for that. Nobody family. saw it coming. Nobody and saw then it. Martin St. Louis. Who's laughing now? I know. Claude Julian. Well, for sure, Dominic Ducharme. I mean, got to the Stanley Cup final after they fired Julian last year. Hire Patrick Waugh. I mean, can't. Yeah, no. They already hired. <laughs> well, he could hire him as coach. Yeah. Anyways, in the dub, let's go there. Wednesday night, the Kamloops Blazers outgunned the Victoria Royals on their way to a 6-4 win Wednesday night. The Blazers outshot Victoria in every single period. Here in Calgary, Maximus Wanner scored the game winner as the Moose Jaw Warriors beat the Hitman 3-2. In Medicine Hat, Chad Nychuk scored twice as the Wheat Kings won their second straight. 4-1 over Medicine Hat. Teague Patton also scored uh, for the Tigers. And in Kelowna, Carter McAdams scored a hat-trick as the Prince George Cougars coasted to a 5-2 win over the Rockets. A lot of hockey, a lot of Olympics so far uh, in the warm-up here on the RP Show. I think we're going to pause and come back with more, and that includes some NFL talk and what's the latest on the Brian Flores lawsuit. I didn't feel like we got into it as much as I would have liked to yesterday, Darren. With From what I've seen with the NFL, I did a quick Google search. The two top news items in the NFL right now are the Brian Flores lawsuit and the Alvin Kamara yeah. assault case right. coming out of Vegas. So just so you know, folks, the NFL has bad news too. And I feel like they just, they don't run away from it. I also want to talk about the Calgary Stampeders signing Jordan Williams Lambert here because it has caused a lot of waves back in the homeland. We'll talk about CFL free agency and then other Olympic chatter. I just want to tell you that the rock star of the day Wednesday was Stampeders general manager, John Huffnagel. Pay attention today because there will be a test for the rock star of the day. Kelly Rudy, AJ Galante, uh, those will be your options. We'll be right back with more of the warm-up you're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> The giraffes are still hanging around. Ah, that jingle's catchy. How do you raise a hippo with a forklift? I, <laughs> I can't take credit for that one. That was from Ryan in Saratoga, New York. Thanks for the reminder, though. To I have just opened up the text line. 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text IP. Rod Peterson. Did you think, because Darren was in charge of that, did you ever think of writing her back and going, oh, you said it wrong, hon? No, I liked it so much. I'm like, we're going to roll with this. As long as you didn't spell it wrong, I'm cool. Yeah, right. So we'll get back on point in a second. Uh, I just, people tune in because it's the Rod Peterson show. It's not just daytime sports talk. It's daytime talk. And we're going to have some of these stars on the show coming up. We're in the, what's called the guitar room here mm-hmm. at the Gray Eagle Event Center. I, I really thank Corey. She said, the operations, house operations manager, Corey said, we really enjoy having you guys here. And I said, well, we really enjoy being here. And I enjoy just roaming around and looking around. And I discovered the green rooms this morning. There's three of them where the stars come and get ready for their shows. And I'm taking pictures. It's just cool. Um, 
We love being here. I would have liked to have been at the Flames game last night, but I couldn't. As I said, I was hosting another television show in another industry. Uh, but I, I guess you can't be everywhere, like I said. Tonight, I'm hoping to maybe go out to Canmore and watch some Junior A hockey with That's the right. Eagles. They got right. Drumheller in town. You've, you've got a full dance card today, That's so right. you're off the radar. That's right. So, yeah, if the, if the invitation still stands, the guy that asked me to go, he's, the guy's in and out. He's like a, he's like a comet. <gasps> you just hope you, you want to go? Him. Then I don't hear from him for two days. So that's what I would, that's what I would like to but, do. But then he'll be here at 5 o'clock. I'm picking you up. Right. <laughs> what? Fortunately, I won't be doing anything else. So, yeah, I'll be ready to go. So, anyways, before we pick up with some of the football talk, and I appreciate you joining us today, as I always do, Craig in Calgary, watching on YouTube, he says, I hope all of the peeps cheering for the hockey gold now go out and buy tickets to the next Pro Women's Hockey Players Association tournament and whatever new league arises. The exact same players playing these athletes need to be sub supported more than once every four years. And uh, I get what he's saying, for sure. But I used to say with the World Juniors, okay, y'all got excited about that, and 18,000 filled Air Canada Center to watch, you know, Domi and McDavid and that team can now go buy your junior hockey tickets after. You filled Ottawa's rank to watch Eberle and Tubert. Now come fill the Agrodome to come watch the Pats. They don't. So it's not just a women's thing. It's a what's hot now thing. Right. Right? I, I appreciate him saying that. I've been saying that all along too, but people aren't going to do it. No, it is. It's about what's hot. You have to capture people's attention. You know, you can't say, look, you watch it. Now come watch the Pats. That's asking for charity, right? It's like, oh, you should support these guys. And it's just like, people's, people do what they want to do. You have to give people a, a real reason to do it, right? Um, so promote your next stars, right? Promote the, the players, promote the people, and give reason to people to get out of their, out of their house. Maybe they'll go. Yeah. I mean, one thing about this city, I said it the last time we were here, and now I see it and feel it more and more and more, what an unbelievable sports city Calgary is. I mean, you can watch high-level women's hockey. You can watch Junior A. Now we've got the teams reaching out saying, will you come to our games? And I'm thinking, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to do that. Yeah. So next week, we're going to go to the university playoff game. Mm -hmm. uh, junior A, as I mentioned, I'm going up to Red Deer on the weekend. I like it. And for those that wonder why we're here, it's a business decision. Wayne watching in uh, Victoria, B.C., he says, Rod, I just realized what you said when you said you give your opinion and don't care if you offend anyone. I like that, as nowadays that's not acceptable to the PC crowd. I, I know, and I'm not sitting there rubbing it in anybody's face, but, you know, Darren and I were talking this morning in our, after our morning meeting. There are people that have written me and said, well, I know you hate the CFL, Rod, but dot, 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 dot. Nope. Love it. Loved it since I was a kid. Been working in it since 1991. I love it. But just because I don't love it the way you want me to love it, <laughs> you think I hate it. That's wrong. So, again, we're going to do what we're going to do. And just because people don't like it, we're not going to change how we do things. That's kind of what we're saying, Wayne, with stuff. Because we love the CFL. I, I honestly can't wait. That, listen, that interview with Huff yesterday revved me. Mm. For this season. And even he pumped his fist in the air. He's like, let's go. But it's still four months till 
something serious goes on. Yeah, but it got us so exciting that you st- we started thinking about, you know, all these other things we're going to do and yeah. gets us excited for the season and, you know, making plans for, for the year and for Grey Cup and all these fun things. And it's incredibly exciting. Randy in the peg writes in and he says, between China hosting ROC cheating and corruption in IOC, I didn't watch much Olympics. Enjoyed the skiing and snowboarding. Oh boy, we're really going down the rabbit hole of what I didn't want to today, and we could. I'm going to bring it back out of the ditch in a second and talk about that football stuff that I wanted to. Here's the thing. Every league has their problems, and none of them want to talk about their problems. You just brought up all the problems with the Olympics, but if you didn't know about that stuff, or you could sit and enjoy and watch ad nauseum. One thing I've realized is, I can't, when I was a child, I used to sit and watch the figure skating at the Olympics for hours. There wasn't curling in the Olympics then, so I didn't watch that. I watched the biathlon. I watched the bobsledding. I watched it all. And I can't do that anymore. Something's happened to my brain and adult life that it's made me a squirrel. I wasn't a squirrel as a kid. I could sit and watch all that stuff. Maybe it's because there's too many options out there. That's part of it. I, I don't know why. I guess I knew that I could change the channel and get something else that would feed my adrenaline, but it's, yeah, I've changed since when I was a kid for TV watching, Olympics watching appetite. How's that? Yeah, no, you do. And you change from TV watching, but you just can't only operate in your own world. Just because you like one thing doesn't mean the rest of the world doesn't like it, right? Right. And you and I are good. I appreciate that. Yeah, you and I are good at that. But that's the same conversation about all-star games and about pre-game shows. I don't watch the pre-game. I don't even see what what suits they're wearing. Yeah, but at one point you did. And all the different generations are liking that. So just let them like that, and you tune in for what you want to tune in for, right? There's still a generation that thinks curling is fast enough because they like the slow pace. There's other people who think bobsled's great. I used to like it, too. My mind in a bunch of different ways, loving all these different sports. And now, with my interests in other areas, business being one of them, um, I don't tune in as much as I used right. to. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> None of the viewer comments are scintillating me right now, so I'm going to continue with uh, the show topics. Okay. To football, uh, point four. The NFL has hired a law firm that includes former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch to defend it and its teams in Brian Flores' race discrimination lawsuit. Flores, who is black, was fired as Miami's coach last month despite back-to-back winning seasons. He named the league and three teams, the Dolphins, Broncos, and New York Giants, in a class action lawsuit earlier this month alleging unfair hiring practices in the NFL. After the lawsuit was filed, the league said it would defend itself against claims it called without merit. The Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants all denied Flores' allegations. There were nine head coach openings this offseason. Two went to minorities. Mike McDaniel, who replaced Flores in Miami and is biracial, and Lovey Smith, who is African-American, and replaced David Culley, who is also black, that brought the total of minority head coaches to five, three black. More than 70% of NFL players are black. So again, if you missed it earlier, I was saying just a quick Google search of what's the topic in the NFL right now is that and the Alvin Kamara assault case coming out of Las Vegas. Yeah, there's mock drafts and stuff, but that's literally months away. One thing I was thinking about this morning was if our good friend Danny Barrett, who starred with the Calgary Stampeders as a quarterback, is going to be retained on the staff of Lovey Smith 
I don't know. DB's the running backs coach with the Houston Texans. Has been for a few years now. My guess DB's safe because he's survived a couple of coaching uh, stabs there. But I don't know. Um, you know, back to that Olympics thing. Every league and organization has its problems. And we in the media, it's like, are we going to focus on the positives, the negatives, or both? I'd like to think we, pos- we focus on all of them. Mm-hmm. You know? But as the NFL, how is uh, Goodell sitting there? I mean, he's obviously not enjoying that this is going on in front of everybody. No, no, of course not. You know, it's something he wants to deal with. And, you know, you have to really play everything because, you know, <clears throat> the hiring practices are, are interesting. And I've, you know, done that obviously in business. We've had to hire people and we've gone through that interview process. And at some point you, you, you have your candidates and let's say you got 10 of them. Yeah. You interview the first person, it's okay. Interview the second person, interview the third person, like, that's our person. Guy, girl, whatever. That's, that's our person. And I got seven more interviews lined up, but that's our person. And I can't let them get away, so you give them an offer. Unfortunately, you don't get through the rest. Well, the NFL says you must interview at least one candidate, a minority, right? And now what do you got to do? Interview them when you've already made up your mind, right? Now it just becomes pomp and circumstance and just become ceremony right so i get that that happens so the the racial thing is really hard to prove because they could have just found their guy and you would know that better than me you he he's in the hiring world but i think we have a rather diverse lineup on our staff and it's a great lineup and that's by the way i i have been watching a lot of sports i've been in my room here at the gray eagle a lot i would like to think that i'm the elvis presley of sports talk you know i'm not about to shoot holes in the in the room right you know going in cabin fever i quite like it dare i say but i'm watching some of these panelists going i don't care your gender i don't care your color i don't care your sexual orientation but i in some cases i hope that you would know the game or, or, or a broadcaster. I just feel like a lot of these people just bring on a former player and throw them on, and they right. have no idea what they're doing. And there's a little bit to be said for being a broadcaster. You know what I mean? We have these discussions. This is, we're going to get into this. This is good. We're not for long, though, because we're running out of time. Right. But, but you talk about you know, females officiating, and I, and I try and think about it realistically. I'm like, okay, if I go to a referee's clinic, how many females are going to be in the room, Right. Probably not that many. Mm -hmm. We talked about, we pulled a quick Google search. And if you're trying to represent the population, right, you probably are looking at about four coaches in the NFL that should be black, right? That would be an accurate representation of the the population. Yes. Of the population, right? So that would probably be the number in mind. It's like, they probably should have four and that would be an, an accurate representation. Well, they have one, I think, right? Mike Tomlin. It's the only one, isn't he? Well, just they just I just read Lo- Lovey Smith well, is Lovie another Smith one now, and too. Mike yeah. McDaniel, and but coming into the season, so <laughs> yes. it's, it's coming trend- out of the season, it's trending into the, the right direction. Yeah, which is kind of where you want to be. Again, I don't care about your color, sex, sexual orientation. Just be good, and I'm not sure that everybody can say that. That's on network network television right now. And then the other thing before we break and bring in uh, AJ Galante, the. Uh, of the, of the Danbury Trashers, that's all I'll say. He's got some exciting things cooking. Calgary Stampeders yesterday announcing the signing of Jordan Williams-Lambert. Pretty big name receiver in CFL circles. Former uh, division rookie of the year in the CFL. Signed by the Chicago Bears. Not back with Saskatchewan. Has come to Calgary. People said to me, how come Huffton announced that on your show? 
Huff doesn't do the PR. My, I think they'd had him sign for some time and just announced it yesterday. And whatever, who cares about that? The reaction's been pretty wild uh, from the Ryder Nation. Who cares? We didn't need him anyways. You can't, can't make the lineup. He wasn't going to be part of it. I think a lot of that was sour grapes. I'm excited to watch Jordan Williams Lambert play for the Calgary Stampeders this year. Let's talk about that. He's a hell of a baller. Really good. Big body. Yes. He's a security Great blanket. hands. Security blanket. Um, it's all about chemistry. And it's not just chemistry with the other receivers. It's not just chemistry with your quarterback. It's also chemistry with your offensive coordinator, right? And, and does that system fit your ability, right? We know Jay Will had some success in Saskatchewan, and that's what got him back to the NFL and to the Chicago Bears. So can he get on the same page? With Bo Levi, where does he fit into Calgary? I think that's incredibly exciting to find out what can, we're going to really find out what kind of receiver he is, and and it, it's dangerous and it sucks for the Ryder fans because he's one of the you know elite receivers in the game. He has that ability, so yeah, it that's that adds a little drama to the CFL's West. Riders are hosting this great cat, but Calgary's improved, Edmonton's improved, Winnipeg is Winnipeg. This is going to be fun. Nice analysis, Moose. How about that? AJ Galante, star of the Netflix documentary Untold Crime and Penalties, joins us next. We'll see you in hour two along with Kelly Rudy. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Meerkats, meerkats, that's what they are. That is uh, from the Calgary Zoo. Those are the cutest dime things. They're only like six inches long. I would suggest that you uh, check out the Calgary Zoo next time you're in Cowtown. That's where we're broadcasting from, the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Coming up in hour two, NHL great Kelly Rudy, Calgary Flames television analyst and star of Hockey Night in Canada. Well, we have a Netflix star with us now, A.J. Galante, formerly of the Danbury Trashers. He's got some new projects on the go we're going to talk about today. A.J., good afternoon, my man. How you doing? Good. It's, it's good to see you again. How's everything? I bet, you didn't, I bet you didn't expect to see my face again. How's everything? Your face, A.J., is always changing. You got glasses. You don't have a beard. You have a beard. Are you running from somebody, or, or what's the deal? Oh, no, never. You know, you just, uh, you know what? You, you just got to switch it up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I keep them guessing. That's my line. Keep them guessing. Hey, before we talk about ice wars and some of the exciting stuff, I got to tell you, when I was in South Florida for a spell, I just burned through the Netflix series on the Trashers. And I'm, is there, did the Trashers still, is there a Danbury Trashers anymore or is the team done? The team has been gone for 16 years, and um, it's almost like it's become. It, it, I, this sounds crazy, but the team is has become folklore now. It's it's like a movement. It's like a, a trasher. Like I have people saying like they're a trasher. They've never played hockey before. It's become like an adjective, a movement. The it's it's it's. I can't even explain it to you. I never expected it to 
kind of blow up like this and uh frankly the the, the logos become like a, a symbol it's it's the craziest thing ever where i think we're gonna get up there with batman one day you never know dude i see it all the time i'm not i see that logo all the time and i if it's talking to you now makes me want to go back and watch the series again uh to be honest with you but i just i you must have heard this a lot from people that after they watched it they they want more and i guess maybe we can talk about what you got coming up next is it affiliated at all with the netflix series or in no way shape or form as ice war is affiliated with it Nah, no way shape and form uh maybe they'll get interested one day when they see what we're we're hoping to do and they'll want to do something but as of right now no uh just another one of these um random random situations i get myself into and uh i see great potential with it so it's it's gonna it's gonna be pretty funny it's it's gonna uh it's gonna be something else i'll just put it to you that way tell me all about ice wars as much as you can well, you know, so it's weird how life comes full circle. I mean, I remember the last season the Trashers played was, um, you know, our, our last year was the 05-06 season. And, uh, toward, you know, around the All-Star break, that second season, I started hearing about there was a promotional group up in uh, Canada looking to do like a, a hockey enforcers tournament. Like, who's the toughest hockey enforcer, you know, during the off season? I know a lot of the Trashers were interested. It was going to be up in... Uh, Prince George, British Columbia. And we ended up losing the team in the summer and I kind of, you know, fell off track with everything hockey. And uh, this event happened, um, you know, 16 years ago. It was a massive success. Um, uh, it was, it was a you know, you could find it on YouTube. It was called 2006 Battle of the Hockey Enforcers. Long story short, it was like boxing on ice. It was some of the toughest hockey players at the time. It was a one night tournament. And, uh, you know, the winner got, you know, a big cash prize, obviously. And, uh, you know, he was named, you know, the toughest hockey enforcer at the time. So for whatever the reason, they haven't had an event since then. And uh, my father and I were approached a few months ago by this promotional group. They've been looking to revive it. And they just felt that maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we were the missing link. So... Here we are today, uh, part of a, a new promotional group called Ice Wars International and uh, getting close to announcing our first show and it'll be very, very soon. Well, I remember the Prince George event and I think the reason I'm such a big fan of yours and the Netflix series is because I'm pro fighting and hockey. I am and I know a lot of people don't like that. I don't care. It's what I grew up with. It's what I like. That's just me. So um, you've got me on the edge of my seat with regards to Ice Wars. Now, producer Clark sent me some notes on your involvement with the WWE and then your old buddy Mike Rupp, who's trash uh, trashers alum and also new jersey devil are they tied into ice wars or is that something completely different well the wwe you know listen before hockey wrestling was my first love i thought i was going to be the next great wwf superstar one day when i was like eight so uh re wrestling's always been in my blood and uh they just um there was people involved in WWE that that loved the story, and uh, we we ended up. They had an event here in Hartford, Connecticut, near Danbury, and uh, we they had like kind of like a Trashers night, on a Friday night SmackDown. There was like a a Trasher SmackDown collaboration T-shirt. It was surreal. Um, I haven't gotten my chance to get in the ring yet. I'm hoping one day 
Uh, hopefully, if the trash just keeps growing one day, one of my ultimate end games with this whole thing is, uh, you know, I could get, you know, a uh, suplex off the top rope or something. But uh, I'm definitely, wrestling uh, has been unbelievable. Well, uh, it's a Showtime thing. Somebody's uh, trying to, where are you doing the interview from, AJ? Somebody's looking in the window behind you. Somebody's trying oh, to get it, you it, in your it, office? It, or? It, it, it's, in, it's in my office. I got no doorknob on this office, so it's kind of free reign in here. But he, he saw me wave him off, so we're good. Okay, good. So, Chris Jarl, uh, one of our viewers, he's watching in Surrey, British Columbia, just outside Vancouver, says Danbury Trashers jerseys tripled in price since the Netflix series. <laughs> I don't think he's saying that like he's angry, but maybe he is. Uh, talk about the merchandise sales since the series, if you don't mind. You know, to be honest with you, I, I pride myself in life always trying to be prepared. And, and honestly, um, the one regret I have is not having readily available merchandise like before this doc came out, because honestly, and, and I mean this humbly, I, we didn't expect this documentary to blow up the way it has. And uh, had we known, I would have had jerseys ready to go because almost instantaneously, people have been just killing me for more merch, jerseys, t-shirts, hoodies, hats. And um, it's crazy. Uh, it, you know, it, a lot of the old jerseys that people got back in 04, 05, 06, they're selling it on eBay. I, I saw a jersey, no joke, um, probably it sold for like five grand, which is unreal to me. And it was a legit jersey, I could tell. But um, we started coming out with some jerseys. We're working with a group called Verbero Hockey, and um, we, did a, we did a jersey pre-sale a few months back. It did great. Hoping to do another one, but not even just hockey fans. People just seem to like this logo. A trash can with a stick. Who would have thought? It's, it's unreal to me. People just love it, and uh, it's, it's honestly overwhelming to try to keep up with the demand. So you know, hope, hopefully we can... Um, you know, keep streamlining, streamlining this merch. And, uh, you know, a lot of the proceeds, we, we've been doing stuff with charities and foundations locally and stuff with it. So it, it's been, um, it's been a great experience. Well, you know, it's time always flies when I'm interviewing you. So I, I we got to go, unfortunately, but I remember obviously the Jersey, the blues colors and the thing. And, uh, like I say, I see that logo all the time now through social media and, and, uh, wherever i see it on television so yeah uh i can't wait to see what you're up to next um good luck with everything aj thanks for the opportunity to come on is there anything else you'd like to pass along before we let you roll no just uh thank you guys for having me again we got to get you a jersey i just wrote a note down we got to get you guys some jerseys and um you know thank you for the support you know the support of the trashers the legacy and uh stay tuned for ice wars all right, buddy. Well, you know what? I would put it right over my shoulder like I've got this football jersey here in Calgary. We got space for it. Let's put it that way. But Ice Wars, if I may, ultimate hockey fighting championships. Kind of what you got going on. And I'm going to spend the rest of the day remembering what went on in Prince George with an absolute gong show that was. My God, I remember the time, but I haven't thought about it since 2006. AJ got a roll. Kelly Rudy's coming in next, but stay in touch, my man. And again, good luck with everything. Thank you, fellas. Have a good one. AJ Galante, star of the Netflix series on the Danbury Trashers. And again, my term, not his, the ultimate hockey fighting championships. Coming to a screen near you, 
Ice Wars, as he's named it. Kelly Rudy coming up. We're live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Really hammering that text line. And again, another, we're very, we're very big on the flamingos. Not too cold for them. Going to be plus nine Celsius here in Cowtown. The flamingos, I think, will like that. I, I know I will. Those of us that like to stand on one leg. Hey, tomorrow is our 700th episode of the RP show. And uh, we're inviting you down to Gray Eagle Event Center. Doors open 930. DuPont's in charge of the donuts. If that's not good enough for you we ask you to bring your own snacks it's just going to be fantastic we've got rough riders and stampeders alumni coming down here on a football friday by the way folks uh, we're getting down to the deadline march 2nd is the draw date for the kinsman telemiracle 50 50 and we ask you to purchase your tickets at telemiracle.com it's a very very important fundraiser as you see on the screen we're at close to $45,000 raised. Well, last year, $726,000 were raised. And you know how it goes in the province of Saskatchewan. We're last-minute folks, particularly when it comes to Kinsmen. But it would help the Kinsmen Foundation out a lot, a little easier on the ticker if you bought your tickets now and didn't wait until March 1st. Because you know the Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through the gifts of mobility equipment. And medical travel assistance. I was just talking to a guy today who's in a cancer battle and can't get out of the province for cancer surgery because of financial obligations and uh, sitting and waiting and the beds are taken up and blah. Kinsman helps people with that. Saves lives, literally. So what more do you need to know than that? Purchase your tickets at telemiracle.com. You just have to be 19 years of age and over and physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. Last minute of play in hour one. And then Kelly Rudy joins us next. I see a heck of a lot of CFL talk coming in from the viewers, and I will ask you to push that to tomorrow, Football Friday, because we've got in hour two, Kelly Rudy joining us. Doesn't need an introduction. And also, Derek Keenan, the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush. Don in Saskatoon writes in and he says, you're not on channel 427 Game Plus in Saskatoon today? No, preempted on television today, not my department. Allie Hicks in Sherwood Park. Aloha RP show, appreciated the alert regarding Huff. Loved the interviews with DC and Huff. Hoping Cody Fajardo can come on your show soon. Yeah, talk to the writers about that. Hour two coming up on YouTube Live right after this. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.